The Challenge USA is back, baby. And not only are these CBS folks being joined by some of MTV's finest, but they are also being joined by The Hopper, something I thought I would hate, but maybe kind of like. Don't tell anyone what is happening. We've got that to discuss as well as rivalries renewed, a fascinating draft order, romance brewing, division within teams from the jump, legends on the chopping block, TJ's love of Croatia, Josh's fashion choices, me being right about Michelle becoming the face of the challenge, and so much more. It's the Challenge USA 2 premiere recap episode coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge Past, Present, or Future. If it's happening in the Challenge Universe, we are here to document it. I am your host, Jacob Haldeball, and thank you so very, very much for being here with me today as I report live from coastal Maine, sitting in my car. Yes, if this audio sounds a little bit different or those on YouTube are wondering why there is no video with this, that is because, as I stated in the last couple podcasts and why this episode's coming out a little bit later than the rest of this season will, is because I spent yesterday about 16 hours of it, plus some extra on either end, in a car driving from Bryan, Ohio, my hometown, to Maine. And so getting in, then after that drive, there was no way it was going to pod last night. I caught, went to go this morning, used the little business center, you know, the meeting room in the little hotel that we're staying in for the night before we get into our final place later today. And no, uh, they is not, not available at this hour in the morning, currently 5.45 a.m. So we're in my car, so if it sounds odd, if the acoustics are a little weird, um, that is why. There is no microphone. We're just using the computer. We're getting the job done, okay? We're getting the job done. However, we have to do it because we've got to talk about the premiere episode of USA 2, episode 1. Weird to say 2, then 1. So we're going to do that today. Uh, we're going to try to run through it real, real quick for you before we dive in. Program reminders. Episode two recap will come late, late Sunday night. Basically, you know, watch the episode, record immediately after, post it immediately after, whether that's technically on Sunday, technically on Monday morning, we will see. But uh, that will be out Sunday night. And then every recap the rest of the season will be out immediately after the episode. I'll watch. Still no screeners over here. So I'm watching with y'all. I'm making my notes. I'm recording right after, posting it a couple hours after the episode has ended. Other programming reminders, all three OG fantasy castings are live. OG Arrivals Edition, Battle the X's Edition, and Ride or Dies Edition. The feedback on those has been fantastic. Love all the commentary. I know I missed so many teams on all three of them. Thank you for pointing those out. I asked for that, and I appreciate you providing that. So if you haven't already, go check those out. And then also, earlier this week, I went on Strat Chat with Kyle and John. It was the best time. The best time. So if you don't know of Strat Chat, if you haven't checked out their content before, go on. You can still go listen to that little preview of USA 2 as well as some other just general challenge talk that we did and uh, follow all their content. They go live all the time. If you're a Big Brother person, especially, they dive deep on the Big Brother side. Survivor as well, Challenge as well, all reality television. So shout out to Kyle and John. Had an absolute blast. Go check out Strat Chat 
if you don't already. All right, today, as for our agenda, a premiere is kind of hard to recap sometimes because there's so many first impressions. There's so many new things to talk about. It's a brand new season. We have a little bit of data about what that season's about, some experience with what that season is. There's so much. So it's just going to be kind of one long segment at the start with a bunch of different points regarding, you know, the format, the teams, the draft, different relationships, new people I like, new people I don't maybe like more, all kinds of stuff just thrown in one big old long monologue. Then we'll do some awards. Then we will, of course, set the power rankings for the season and give a couple predictions for episode two on Sunday night. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's dive in. Thanks as always for being here. Love you. Appreciate you. Here we go. Challenge USA 2, episode 2, episode 1. Recap. I, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. We're off to a hot start. Let's go. So normally this would be, you know, the storylines of the episode. We'd walk through the episode, what have you. But I'm just going to call this a smattering of thoughts. A smattering of thoughts. Because uh, I don't know exactly where to start again with the premiere episode. But we're going to start here. This is a Josh and Michelle vehicle that they've built. If there's stars of the first episode, Josh and Michelle are put center, center stage. And so let's talk about the two of them up front because they definitely were put forward as the faces of this season, at least through one episode, one episode where, you know, there's not a lot of, well, there is a lot of strategy. We'll get to that. But, you know, no one specifically goes home. Unlike a regular episode, you can choose more or less who to focus on the first episode, maybe the second episode or so out of the whole cast. No one's going home. No one's, you know, totally winning or losing or in the power position, whatever. And so, especially in a team concept, you you get to pick and they chose Josh. They chose Michelle. I'm going to start with Michelle. I came into the show saying I thought they were positioning her as the new face of the show. Featured on Rider Dies Heavily, then casted on USA 2, also casted spoilers for casting uh, rumors. Hopefully that's okay with everyone here. I think it usually is. She is on season 39's cast, so back to back to back, three in a row. And yes, she is giving so much in confessionals. Uh, so there's she was going to be a lot in this episode no matter what because she's crushing the confessional booth one episode through wait till we get to the best quote of the week guess what it's a lot of michelle uh deservedly so she's crushing it. so yeah she would be featured no matter what they didn't have a choice she's given them so much here but they also they they did have a choice in some of the ways that they featured her and how much they time they were giving her screen time and everything and so Really, really leaning into it. I love it. I love her. I'm all here for it. And also, I like to be right. So, so far, I feel like I'm right about centering her as the center of the show, the face of the show. And the other thing, though, about Michelle, not just how much we got from her, which, again, uh, love, 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 love. She's the best. Non-Desi category. I'm rooting for Michelle. I love Michelle. I have adored her on all the seasons she's been on so far. So I'm all here for it. Her reputation, though, which I knew like after Ryder dies and just all her couple seasons in general, that she would probably come into this with a little bit of like, there's a little bit of chaoticness. There's a little bit of, you know, definitely where's the emotions on her sleeve or whatever. Like, I didn't think it was going to be, that's like the most savage sneaky player ever or anything, but I didn't think it would be kind of as bad as it seems to be. And I didn't think as many people would be fearful of her in not necessarily in like a, in like a, I don't know what you're going to do kind of way, I guess, is how I would describe what John A's 
eventual fear or distrust of Michelle, I wouldn't say fear, distrust of Michelle, is based on Wes's uh, knowledge from her. So Michelle and Jay backing up, they they did a horrible job with the power on Ryder dies. If we, if we don't recall, they were in power multiple times in a row. They made pretty mind-boggling decisions as far as, you know, saving, not throwing in bananas one time, thinking it would help them, then doing it, not really knowing who to throw in, this, that, and the other. It was a mess, but it was like, it wasn't a mean job. It wasn't some super shady. Like they did some crazy backstab and lost an alliance. Like they just, it was very confusing and they did kind of go against their alliance a little bit, but it was mostly just like, man, those four names, like those three names, like that's, this is, this is weird. Like, is like what's going on here? You know? So it was just like very confusing and sloppy. Um, but Wes telling John a to steer clear when he hasn't played with her is, Interesting to see because he's obviously super smart, super vet, and he's, you know, covering, he's watching the show. He's talking to everyone in there. So the fact that a super smart, super vet is seeing from the outside of the show that like, this is how I'm thinking of Michelle. And then also what I'm hearing from others who have played with her. And now I'm telling my number one confidant, we're not going anywhere near her from an alliance standpoint. That is a very interesting thing to make note of. I love her. Please, when we start episode two, do not draw Michelle's name. Please and thanks, TJ. I don't want to see my girl in elimination right off of the jump. Now, let's move to Josh, the other half of this featured player that we get in the first episode. He is 100%, 100% like the one they chose, actively chose of like, we've only got so much time in the premiere. Who do we want to focus on? And they were all like, Josh, Josh won the votes. Like he, he like Monty and bananas at the end of this episode, got many more votes than anyone else and got the win. I guess they don't care uh, that the OG MTV fans don't like Josh. And, and at this point, maybe it'll change this season. Cause there was a couple moments he kind of leaned into like, I not people not liking him and not in like a, I'm willing to be the villain way, but I'm just willing to acknowledge like his opening confessional is like, Everyone that loves to hate me, like buckle up. Um, I guess they don't care. They're like, he was a big, he was a big deal on CBS. We're back on CBS. We're going to feature Josh. Um, maybe they think it'll work as a villain. Maybe they think it'll work as a love to hate. We shall see. He gets the big toast. I can't believe it. Like what the hell bananas? What the hell? You let Josh, you're finally on CBS. And Josh gives the toast when we get to the house. Like, Good on you, Josh. Seize that opportunity, my man. It worked out. But like, whoa, we finally made it here 20-some seasons later for you, Bananas, and you're not doing one last toast. I was shocked by that. Josh's outfits, the hairdos, the hilarious conversations already. Um, Polly scares the shit out of him. Let's just say it. That first conversation on the boat between Polly and Josh, very awkward. Polly leaning in like, oh, I can feel how uncomfortable I'm making this guy. Let's just keep talking. Like, I don't know if I want to work with you. I want to hug you. I want to fight you. What I want to do. I had kind of forgotten how bad their blow up got. I was remembering that they had worked together for a little bit on War of the Worlds 2. And then I for I honestly completely forgot because Josh has quite a few uh, blow ups and yell at people. Although this one was more Polly blowing up and yelling. And then they became both of them. Uh, the flashback to that, I was like, Ooh, okay, ready for it. But Polly scares the shit out of Josh. So I liked seeing that. And then later in the episode, this is where we see that, you know, Josh 
learned a lot as far as how he how in shape he got and how cut up he is and way better athletically that he is now shout out to him for that we've talked about it a lot uh people are going to be surprised that don't follow him on social and stuff when we get to see some of that put on display in some of the daily challenges but what hasn't changed what he hasn't learned is how to play the game strategically he's just leaning on i'm gonna have the biggest alliance here and everyone likes me and i don't know if that's gonna work because in episode one, vote number one of the season, he is already swearing on his parents' lives prior to the first vote. And if you don't follow Josh on social media, the one thing I've always said about him, amazing dude, amazing dude. I'm just not really interested in watching him on my television show, but I know outside the show, he's a very, very good human being, an amazing guy. And one of the ways I know that and have seen that is, He's a great family man. Like he cares deeply about his family. When he says he swears on his parents' lives, like that means a fucking lot to this guy from everything I've seen, at least from his social media and everything. You don't make those kind of promises with that kind of gravity behind them on day one, okay? So he's getting himself in trouble already. It's great for him that he's the star of the show. That's amazing. Let's see how it goes. It was an interesting pick and it was the only place really to start off this recap. Second topic of discussion, the draft. Okay, couple notes on the draft. One, don't spoil your draft, CBS. Don't put the clip out earlier saying that there's a draft. That part's not so bad. It's okay. It's not so bad. But if you're going to do that, and then you're also going to post the photos of the teams, then, like, what the fuck is the point of the draft? I mean, it was still fun to watch. There's still a couple things we got to talk about with the draft. But, like, don't put the team pictures out. Like, come on, like, don't spoil your own content for fuck's sake. It's not that hard. Okay, anyways, the draft itself. John A, not only back-to-back champions, which was already, like, out of the blue, out of nowhere. Now she's the queen of all-stars. It's unbelievable, complete reversal of her reputation in the game, back-to-back champion. Now, back-to-back number one draft pick, John A, back-to-back number one draft pick. Are you kidding me? This woman, holy shit. And honestly, uh, for the second time, you know, it's her, Tori, and, you know, Casey was it was there as well in uh, in the World Championships, but it made sense. I was like, yeah, pick John A. That's smart. That's the choice. And uh, holy cow, shout out to John A. Unbelievable. Can't, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have words to say. I'm stumbling over my words because I'm just like, I'm surprised, but I'm also like, that's the right decision. And I like it and I love it for her. And it's amazing. Back-to-back champ to -to back-to-back number one draft pick. Pretty unbelievable. And then number one draft pick on the men's side, Mr. Corey Wharton. And oh, this felt so good. I loved this. One, if I'm Cassidy, I'm like, you know, I I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick. I would think, I know if I pick Wes or Bananas, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, they're going to want to steer everything. Maybe with Corey, I have a shot of like some actual teamwork here and he's probably just as good in like the dailies for the most part. And yeah, I, I, I don't hate the pick and I thought it's a fantastic for him. I love his reaction, laughing at the other two. It's amazing. So shout out to Corey for that. The main thing to talk about in the draft is bananas and bananas goes Damn near at the very, very end. He goes almost last. Like, he's only ahead of two other guys. He goes, I mean, Desi has a chance to pick him twice in a row and goes Monty and Tyler over him. Uh, Coming back to that in a second, I think 
as much as this is like, this isn't an indictment on how good of a player Johnny is as far as like the dailies go or anything. This is an indictment on no one wants to work with him when those six come in and they're like, hmm, I think all of us looking around are going to target that guy. And we also, a lot of us probably think that guy's annoying and frustrating and is going to you know be the ego and take over the team. So I don't want that. And so they pick people, other people they think they can work better with. It makes sense. He is a target. Everyone knows it. And while that's true, it just the reception thus far has been icy at best for him in the CBS world. Again, he didn't get to do the toast. He doesn't get a lot of camera time. He gets picked almost fucking last on the guy's side. It's a very interesting start. But one thing to note on that, because when Desi picked Monty, I was like, okay, great. Like on her like third pick or whatever. And then she picks Tyler over him too. And I'm like, okay, like, come on, people. Like bananas can't go last on the guy's side. Like it's time someone should have picked him by now. And it was unclear if there was actually a rule of having one male and one female vet on each team of the six MTV people. They did say at one point at the end, why a couple people just went to teams versus being chosen was they had to have two of the MTV people on each team. So it was an even split by that, but I don't know because it ends up being this way if it was supposed to be one vet or one woman, one man, I'm guessing that's the reason. And I'm guessing that's the reason why, like when Desi picks Monty and then Tyler and it's like, dude, okay, maybe, but like at some point, Wes isn't that caught up on like, let's have my Alliance members on a different team. At some point they're like, we should take bananas. Right. And, you know, take some heat off our back within our team, if anything. And so I think maybe we didn't hear that. And I'm interested to find out if that was a rule and that played a big part then. And once Corey and uh, once Corey's gone and Wes is picked, then it's like, well, bananas can actually secretly only go to one team. And so he has to wait for that team to pick. And maybe there was some gamesmanship there. I don't know. Everything else in the draft made sense. Um, Team power rankings really quick. Blue best team for sure they not just because they won the first daily they were the best team so far and i think might be for a while green second red third only because josh wants to be the captain holly wants to be the captain bananas wants to be the captain and john a is not going to have any of that from any of the three of them and so i don't think they're gonna they're not they're gonna have a captain list ship and they're really the team's just pound for pound talent in the daily challenges stack up fairly even from what we know of the newer people so far but Blue's the best team in my mind right now. Green has the chance as they trim down a little bit. Just the idea of if Green was like, maybe we lose a person every time until it's just Desi and Wes. And then Desi and Wes like run this as a partner team <laughs> and just win the whole thing. Um, but yeah, Red's at the bottom just because they're going to have four, four people or more fighting over that steering wheel. And that's not going to work. Speaking of the steering wheel that they're fighting over, they're trying to steer through a brand new format to the show. Let's talk about that format because it's definitely going to be the talk of the town after the show, really. The winners of the challenge, three teams, winning team gets to pick two people, one man, one woman from either of the other two teams. They can both come from one. They can both come from another. They can be one from each, however they want. One man, one woman. We're up for elimination. We have to go down and stand in the sand next to TJ. The two losing teams, every person on those teams gets one vote. They get to put one name into the hopper. And then at the elimination, TJ draws one name out of that hopper. If it's a male name, that person goes in with the male nominee. If it's a female name, that person goes in with the female nominee. We will see down the road if this turns into, you know, TJ says, 
it's this has to be a female week so nominate two women and everyone put a female's name in we'll see i would assume maybe 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 not maybe not maybe they don't and maybe all women go home or all men go home the whole time over who knows um or maybe it happens to just balance out as the names come out of the hopper we'll see because yeah uh let the conspiracies begin now we get it everyone out there wants to think the producers fix everything, make all the decisions. And uh, this isn't helping you production team that you're adding in the hopper. Uh, People are going to think everything that they always think, but 10 times more now, but here's the deal. The thing that I didn't think I would think, but now I do think is that I actually like this. I kind of like it a lot. Um, I'm as shocked as you are probably hearing this, knowing I want a simple game. I want a straightforward game. This isn't simple or straightforward, but If they did this the whole season, if you tell me right now, this is the season until the final, they're in three teams and this is how the voting works. And it's every time over and over and over, I would be all in. I think it's fun. I think it's inventive on their part. I I know that it introduces a lot of luck, but like there's a lot of luck in the challenge already. It's fine. It also introduces a lot of really fun and interesting voting tactics. I like that. So if they were to hold this the whole season, I would be so into it. If it, As I expect, it probably ends up changing a whole bunch over and over, and we never totally know what's going on any week to week. Then I'm going to have a problem with it. But for now, this is how the hopper is being used. I'm okay with it. Uh, And yeah, I said I was going to be mad if it's picking who's in the elimination, which it's quite literally picking who's in the elimination, but not randomly, not just at random. Like it maybe could have been uh, it's at random based on probabilities set by a vote. And so I actually kind of like the format and I'm shocked and expect that this opinion might very well change within, I don't know, maybe by next episode. We'll see when they pull Desi or Michelle's name out of that thing. This opinion will change next episode. You better fucking believe it. Then finally, the last thing, let's do a little like dislike list here. We got so many new faces to the challenge. We got some uh, old ones returning some not that old, but have been here once or twice before returning. Let's just go run through really quick a like and dislike list. This is not comprehensive. We're not doing every single person. Just who whom I had a comment about or maybe completely had zero comments about uh, given who's on the dislike list right now. On the like side, obviously, Desi is still my girl. She's my favorite. She's perfect. Love, love, love Desi. Can't wait for Desi to win this season. Can't wait for Desi's name not to get drawn. Same goes for Michelle. We said it before. We sell it. Say it again. Love Michelle. Incredible stuff from her. Fessel, he only gets one confessional in this, but he makes sure to remind us during that that he has three former flings and romances in the house before, you know, he gets a nice win under his belt in the daily. You know, my guy, my guy's rolling strong at the start. He takes some shade from Tori right before the daily challenge, which was actually really funny and he handled perfectly fine. So that was great. I like Lewis. I like Dusty. They both give me good, good vibes from the start, even if there's a good chance they might end up in this elimination versus each other. I'm getting good vibes from the Amazing Racers. Alyssa, which again, I will say for those who didn't listen to the preview, if I just say Alyssa, I mean Alyssa L. She's the OG Alyssa on Challenge USA, okay? Those are just, that's how things are fair. If I say Alyssa S, I am talking about Alyssa S. But if it's just Alyssa, I'm always talking about L. So Alyssa and her attitude coming in is fantastic. She's doing her own thing. She's not hiding the emotion on her face during the the uh, the vote little voting section that their team has, which I love. I'm intrigued by what she could do this season if she's kind of a woman without a team, a woman without an alliance. 
Um, and it's kind of, you know, one that shows that she's willing to like, I'm not just going to fall in line and wait to be at the bottom of the totem pole of some group that I'm not really a part of. Like if I've got no one, I'm at least going to like take shots. And in this game in particular, with the way the votes in the hopper works, anyone who's disenfranchised, it's no longer like, Hey, those are swing votes. One of the two big alliances needs to like recruit them. And it's kind of behooves them to pick one of the bigger alliances. It's like, nah, I could just be a free agent. If no one wants to like actually work with me or like go along with what I want, I get to pick one name in there and it's always that name that could be drawn. So like, I love, I'm already seeing that Alyssa is going to maybe be one of those people who's like, well, if no one wants to work with me, then fuck it. Like John, a, I'll put your name in every time. Tori, I'll put your name in every time. Like, I think you're the best people here. And like, no one wants to work with me. So I'm going off that. Michaela, same as Alyssa. Loving the approach, her little very brief, but very important and straight to the point little pep talk that she gives Amira of like, you know, straighten up soldier type of thing of like, don't let them see you like this. Let's go like, get your head up. We're going to get out of this. Love that from her. So those were some of the people that I liked and just little notes on the like side, on the dislike side or the uninterested side, because Amira, Alyssa S, Monty, Sebastian, Chanel, all so far. I'm just uninterested. They get basically no screen time to prove me otherwise. It's the first episode. A lot of people there. It makes sense. So we'll see if they move off of the uninterested list, either into the like or even the dislike at some point. But right now, those that group, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, we'll see. We'll see if I get anything from you. And again, uh, I'm not. This is no shade. It's one episode in. Uh, so I don't expect to have gotten something from everyone or even half of the cast in the first episode. And with them bringing MTV folks over, you know, there's going to be focus elsewhere. So we'll see on those. I'm out on Tyler. He's the only one I'm like, I'm out on. Uh, I don't, it just didn't, we got a, a decent amount of confessionals from him and whatnot. And I just, uh, I'm not clicking. Maybe I will later. We'll see. But if I had to be like out on anyone, uh, I, and I'm going to call it being out. I'm not going to even calling it disliking. I'm going to be say out on someone. Um, it's going to be Tyler. And then Tiffany and Chris, I'm still in on Tiffany and Chris on the reputation of who they've been in their previous games and who I think they could be in this show. Um, but similar to the group of uninterested, I'm like, well, we don't get anything from me in the first episode. I don't expect again to get anything from everyone in the episode. So I'm still in on Tiffany and Chris, but I at least put like a, we will see after their name of just like making a note. I would like to see and give reason to continue be in by like episode three or four. So we'll check in on those. Those are the people I like. Those are the people dislike final random things. Is this the same house as Spies, Lies, and Allies? I can't tell yet because we barely see the house, the run-in. It was a little confusing. It might just be redecorated. I don't think it's the same house, but it also could be. Um, TJ says Croatia is his favorite location, which I dig it. I love it. I, I want to ask him. I might DM him and see if he will spill the beans on, like, if that was just a thing he said because it's that's where they are on this or if, like, for real, that's been his favorite place to go hang out. I know he did a bunch when they did Spies, Lies, and Allies of, like, he did – this this isn't the first time he said this. He like loved Croatia then and uh had his little spot. I remember his little dog that on his walk to get coffee in the morning, there was a little dog at one spot that would always come out and say hi to him. Loved those videos. Maybe we'll see that dog on his Instagram again sometime. But uh interested to know if it's like truly now his favorite location. Then they didn't show a flashback to Polly's War of the World 2 final, which given the the daily challenge and the heavy things they're carrying, it just it looked a lot like when the 
the thing they were carrying on War of the Worlds 2 final fell apart, and then eventually Polly himself fell apart. So I know we had already gotten a big Polly flashback or two, but I was like, oh, I feel like they're missing an opportunity to needle this guy, and it seems like they want to needle him a little bit, but uh, I'm all here for it because Polly takes the needling well, and is, he was as advertised in episode one. Loved everything from him. They start on a boat. That's just the new normal. I'm down for it. I like starting on a boat. I would like to see more time on that boat. I'd like to see more of the interaction from that boat, which leads me to also the final point to make here. And I'm sorry to end this long section of main storylines and things on a bit of a downer, but there was no house time. There was literally no house time. There was no getting to know each other time. It feels like we've hit the final stage of the challenge, just being purely about vote talk, in the actual competition. There's literally no time on just the people after like the first four minutes on the boat where we get a couple like, hey, Paulie's back, flashback. Hey, this person's back, flashback. And then it's just boom. We're at competitions or we're talking about votes or alliances. That's it. Like, how do we not see, we don't see any of the first night party. Josh gives a big toast and then boom, like literally 30 seconds after we see that toast, we are at the daily challenge the next day. Where's the party? Why are they having a daily challenge the next day? Have a big freaking party. Have a pool party the next day and show me some of it. These people are fun people. We know they have fun at these challenges. We just don't see it anymore. How do we not see people meeting for the first time, talking for the first times? I don't know who's rooming with who. The only maybe we get is maybe Tori and Amanda are rooming together, or maybe they were just standing in the same room at one point and have that one single comment we get during the like little run into the house. Doesn't make sense. Their new version of setting the stage for romance is that Sebastian in one confessional says that he thinks Tori's a hottie. And like now three episodes from now, we're going to have to remember, oh yeah, Sebastian thinks Tori's hot. And now they're in bed making out. Like there's no buildup. There's no story being laid out. There's no, there's no nothing. Cause that doesn't fit into like who are you voting for in the actual competition. I'd be less upset if this was episode five. I get it when it happens middle of the season, by the end of the season, like it's purely about this. But this is episode one. We have new people to the game, people that haven't been there in a while. It's episode one. How am I getting nothing from the house? Nothing of like, these are just who these people are. This is how they interact. Nothing on the reality side, only on the competition side. And it reminds me, as always, of The Spies, Lies, and Allies, the season most people didn't like. But the one thing they did better than anyone's done in so many seasons is they had their quote-unquote launch special, which was technically just an episode one or an episode zero, and it was a 90-minute episode of just all the new people coming and getting into the house. It was all from night one, night one and day two, and then episode one, technically the premiere, you know, started at the daily challenge of the first episode, and it was amazing. It was one of the greatest things they've done in recent years. I wanted every season. I want to get to know these people. I want to have time at the house. And if you're not going to do an episode one, you're probably not going to do it ever. And I'm bummed. And so that that was one thing that stood out as like, man, I'm, I'm really, really, really bummed out by this. And uh, it's just kind of we've reached like the zenith of like, this is where the pendulum has swung all the way to. And maybe just maybe. Now that the pendulum has hit the far, far side, maybe it'll slowly start to swing back. I don't know. That is how pendulums work, but I don't know if this is a pendulum. I hope it is, though. I hope it is. So let's move from here. Let's uh, let's hand out some awards, some power rankings, some predictions, shall we? To the awards, we've got three trophies to hand out. We may eventually hand out more throughout the season, but for now, best quote, best moment, episode MVP, best quote. 
There's only one nominee, but she got nominated three times over Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. My favorite. One of my two favorite. One of my favorites. And when I say favorites, I obviously mean uh, Michelle and Desi and Fessy. We'll throw all three in. Those are my favorites. One of them, Michelle, gets all three nominees for the best quote. So she obviously wins best quote. For first one, quote, and obviously the money, well, because honey, I look good in gold, end quote. Fantastic. That's probably my pick of these three. You can pick whichever one because either way, Michelle's getting the trophy. Second one, Polly, Josh, and Bananas have a history longer than a fucking CVS receipt, end quote. Love that. And then finally at the end, um, the math isn't mathing. It should be eight for green, eight for red. Does this mean that somebody on red voted a red? There's a rat in this house, end quote. Math isn't mathing indeed. So Michelle gets the best quote. You can pick for which one you like the best. As for the best moment, nominee number one, the house run in. It's nothing like the old ones. It isn't ultimately that great, but it still just hits the little nostalgic nostalgia chord. And I appreciate that they at least like sprint into the house and sprint around again. Um, I would like to see more of it. And uh, I would like to, you know, see some of the interactions during it, but it, it still existed in some form. And so it still kind of pulls at the nostalgia strings, but it still gets nominated. Second one, Corey and John A, number one draft picks. What a moment those were. Loved that. Third one, right before the final, right before the final, right before the daily challenge, Tori throws the little shade at Fessy of like, the only concern our team has is Fessy back there wondering why we're not carrying a statue of him, which was really fucking funny, was really funny. So great job, Tori. Great, great job. Um, fourth nominee, every time Michelle, Desi, or Polly was on the screen, really, I could just pick, I could just pick any moment, one of those three, because those three were dealing this episode for sure. And yes, those are three of my favorites and people I was excited to watch on this season. So you might just be like, you're biased. But I also actually think objectively speaking, they were the three most three of the most entertaining, if not the three most entertaining people here. We'll get to that in a moment with the MVP, the final nominee, Josh swearing on his parents life on day one, because I legit got a massive laugh out of it. I was like, you don't have to do this, Josh. These people in this room, all these people are already working with you. Um, they're all your friends. You don't got to go. Like, you might not want to work with all of them the whole time. It's day one. You don't got to give some big, big promise or anything. You got to be like, yeah, I'm, all you are my friends. I'm your friend. Like, we're on the same team. Like, we're going to work. We're working together, right? Okay, cool. Great. Moving on. Not swearing on my parents' life, uh, which I know actually matters to you. And you're not not someone who can just do that flippantly and be like it's not real and whatever like you just say what you have to say in a game like no that 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 means something when it comes out of your mouth to you i'm confident so you don't need to do that in day one and i gotta laugh so it gets nominated but best moment of the episode i'm going with tori's shade towards vessel episode mvp josh comes in fifth place he kind of has to be on the list i'm giving wes and john a a co fourth place on this i like how they're approaching this i like the little bit of screen time they both got i love both of them Third place, Desi. Second place, Polly. First place, Michelle. Michelle's the MVP of episode one. Most confessionals, um, you know, we're just, we, we're getting a lot from her. As I said, she is put forward as the face of this. I'm highly entertained by it. She's the episode one MVP. Now for our power rankings. We did not do power rankings preseason, but we will do them now that the season has begun. I'm not going to list every single person one to the end. We are going to do individual though, because eventually an individual on the women's side and an individual on the male side will win this season. So that is how our power rankings will go. If the teams I had to do power rankings, I said them before, blue, green, red would be how they stand right now. But on the female side, 
Desi's number one, John A's number two, Tori's number three, Cassidy's four, Alyssa is five. And again, final time, I will say, if I only say Alyssa, I mean Alyssa L. Respect to the USA OG. Desi, John A, Tori, Cassidy, Alyssa on the women's side. Desi, I just feel like is in a great place on her team. I don't know how many people are going to take shots at her, but they might because she's such a threat. But I think she could win any elimination if she were to end up in there. And yeah, I just, I think she's the front runner right up there with John A and Tori. Those three put in any order. I think John A and Tori are going to catch some heat uh, eventually for being like the vets and everything, but I don't know. They also like, I'm just, I'm not super worried about who they're going to lose to in an elimination. It would have to be very specific of like a bad matchup in the bad choice of elimination or whatever. So like, yeah, those three are kind of at the top for me. And then Cassie and Alyssa are giving me the most to get round out that top five male side. Wes is first. Fessel is second. Josh is third. Sebastian is fourth and Corey is fifth. I have no fucking idea on the men's side because you know, a poly of bananas are like, feel like they're going to get super duper targeted throughout the whole thing. Uh, you know, Dusty and Luis are always uh, Lewis are already on the bottom of things. Here's the amazing racers. I feel like Wes is in a great spot on. I know he got a vote or two. I know he could be an elimination at the start of the next episode, but uh, I feel like he's going to be in a pretty good spot from the vet standpoint. I think Fessy is going to be in a great spot for the first half of the season, like always, of just like, I'm cool with enough of the people that are kind of running this ship to just float in the background slash help my team win, you know, a third to half of the dailies and like be safe a lot of the time. Um, and then Josh, like, I feel like does have as many friends if or more in the house. He might burn it by going over promising and not being able to deliver. We'll see. But uh, he's a great spot and his team won the first daily and I can't, he's got to be up there. And then after that, I just like, have no idea. And so, and weirdly, I'm like, maybe Sebastian somehow is just never targeted. Cause like, he's just kind of in the middle and he wasn't the new guy to be targeted right away. Um, and then Corey, like, I don't, I, I literally didn't know. So this, I'm just like, I wanted, I knew Wes, Fessel and Josh were kind of who I was going to go top three. And then I just put two names on the list afterwards. So shout out to Sebastian and Corey. You made the power rankings. Maybe you never will again. We shall see. So Desi, John A, Tori, Cassidy, Alyssa, Wes, Fessy, Josh, Sebastian, Corey. I really have no idea. The top three feel really strong to me on both sides. I don't really know after that. Predictions for next week before we go. I think Dusty is the name that gets drawn. I hope not. I like him and Lewis. I don't want to see them go against each other. But. I think that's the name that gets drawn. That's my prediction at least. And I think he loses to Lewis if that is the matchup. I think Polly and Michelle get blamed for the vote for their own team, which John A did. But I think Polly and Michelle are the first one that their whole team's like, uh, if no one's going to own up to this, I think we know it was one of two people. I think they're going to get blamed on their team. It's going to be fireworks and interesting and hopefully really fun. And third and final prediction, I think Blue will win their second daily challenge in a row. So that is my predictions, my power rankings, my awards, my thoughts, my opinions, my everything. Challenge USA episode one premiere. It's in the books. Thank you for being here as always. Thank you for tolerating however this audio ends up sounding, recording just on my laptop inside of a car. Thank you for allowing me to not record this in the car while traveling and driving 16 hours yesterday, which wouldn't really been possible. I guess my wife could have like held the computer for me and let me just talk as I drove that. Uh, yeah, it just wouldn't have worked. So sorry, it's a little late. Hope you understand from now on the rest of the season, albeit there's one episode I might be traveling again on a Thursday down the road. We will see. But for the most part, 
These episodes, including episode two recap, will come out, you know, three, four hours after the show has aired. So be on the lookout for those. Subscribe, follow wherever you're listening. If you have not already, leave a five-star rating somewhere. Uh, type something out if you want to on Apple or just leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Uh, those things help a lot, a lot, a lot. And I appreciate every one of you who has already done that. And I appreciate every one of you who is here listening. So hit me up on IG if you want to chat challenge at Challenge Historian. Check out episode two, Sunday night. Don't forget, two episodes a week of the show, two episodes a week of the pod. So thanks for being here. Talk to you on Sunday night. Peace.